Live from the Shangri-La, South County. Coming to you from rust and Tustin in the state of disrepair. In the morning, Nathan Penetration. In the morning, Brian Black. So last week, or no, last show, it's been like a couple of weeks, you left us with this uh, this woman in Canada defecating on the floor. Uh, yeah, I remember which that. Which reminds me of a story. Oh, okay. <laughs> reminds me of work on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, man. Many, many years ago. I almost shit myself driving. (laughs) (laughs) It was a long road trip and I pulled off. It was, it was urgent. I I pulled off the road to like the nearest hotel. I was like two minutes from the house too. I couldn't make it. So I sprinted into this hotel room. I get in the, in the bathroom. I'm on the verge of just, leaving a Jackson Pollock all over the floor. <laughs> and I look, and there's no goddamn toilet paper. Oh. Did you use the... Uh, uh, I've gotten to the point where I've had to use the uh, the seat covers for toilet paper. <laughs> no. Wax paper. Yeah. Nope. I, uh, I threw the door open, I ran to the women's restroom, and I destroyed it. <laughs> They had like they had a full fucking mirror, perfume, all kinds of like shit you can use. Um, chairs like you're gonna have an audience while you shit. This is a solo bathroom. Yeah. So and anyway, the men's bathroom meanwhile doesn't even have fucking TP in it. Let that be a lesson. For how about everybody. that free? How about that free quality? I, I totally wasn't listening. Put toilet paper in every one of your bags. I have one in my in the fucking door of my car. So the next time I have to go sprint out of it to go shit. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I drink a lot of that German mineral water. Uh I'm I'm ready. I It's a hell of a way to start. You know, I the other day I've had two close encounters. One time it actually <laughs> happened. <laughs> And all three times, all three times, it was the same consistency and it was the same bowel movement when it happened. (laughs) And it was like I had it was like a bowel movement that I apparently didn't feel. It just (laughs) it just happened. And it was just like it was like, you know how you have like that, like (laughs) that runny baby diarrhea. That's like uh, (laughs) it's like done. just a little bit of that, just a little bit of that came out, and it happened when I like uh, got up really quickly after I was like working <laughs> on my car one time. Yeah, and so a few days ago I had um, Chipotle, and <laughs> I almost had that happen again. I, oh I man, kind of caught I felt it right before it was going to happen, and then I ran to the bathroom. So the trick is when the toilet paper is just generally in life when it's almost done, swap it out. Take the half spent one and crush it, like push it flat, put it in a Ziploc bag, have one in every fucking bag. If you have a backpack, yeah. a briefcase, whatever, put it in there. Well, you can also take just napkin, like, uh, no, I want, I want the, the good shit. I want to carry yeah, you the can best use... quality toilet paper. I want Egyptian cotton to rub my ass with. Okay. But you can use puffs and those are going to be even softer in your What's asshole that? than toilet paper. Like puffs, like, uh, you blow your nose into them, oh. you know, tissue box. That's not good. That's super soft. You can wipe your ass. Some of it has aloe in nah, it. Toilet so paper is just the right. It's purpose built. Unless it's like Scott tissue, 
or that cheap ass yeah, single ply stuff. stuff. Like stuff. if you ever go to the 99 cent store and you buy toilet paper from there, it's like a, they'll give you a, it'll be a six pack for 99 cents and you buy the shit and the rolls look super thick. But then when you start peeling the sheets off, it's single ply. Yeah, you can see through they, it. They, yeah, they literally just break off as you're yeah. pulling it off the roll. We have an office full of it. Uh, it's those sanitation companies. Those contracts are always fucking dirt cheap. I know because my sister works in that field setting up janitor it's a janitorial company she works for but the supplies that they use they it's because whatever the contract is they have to work it into that i guess that amount of money that they're allowed to spend Uh, and so it's always fucking the cheap ass mass-produced stuff that's geared towards janitorial companies if you have like a independent off you know office building you know like your own property that you manage then yeah you do whatever you want but um well so, did you watch the video of the woman shitting in yes. canada and then throwing it at the employee i was just gonna say if that ever happens and you just lose control and you She's just defecate everywhere you have to pretend like you're angry at somebody <laughs> yeah there you go yeah but then you go to She's jail insane though it's no She's longer nuts. an accident. Then it's a uh, assault. Yeah, that but that's like chimp. That's like chimp brain, like shitting and uh-huh. then throwing it. Yeah. Like who does that? Number one, it's like unsanitary, even for yourself. Like, why would you even want to grab your hot turd that just came out of your your <laughs> colon and throw it at someone? Speaking that's of chimps shit. or apes, Joe Rogan, he's a he's a gorilla. Oh like, wait, uh, am I treading into uh, Roseanne territory? No, he Joe Rogan looks like um, he looks like a gorilla. His, his like the, stature the monkey. reminds me of like the Hulk mixed with um, kind of like when a uh, when a chimp stands on its hind legs and walks around. He makes the those uh, what are those Russian weights that are all like yeah, what the fuck are those called? The kettlebells. Yeah, he makes those uh, chimp and uh, gorilla kettlebells. He kind of resembles his kettlebells. I mean, he, he just, uses them. I think his frame is like worse. the Hulk to me. He's just like his his head isn't very high off his shoulders, and he's just got like a really wide frame, like a really wide uh, upper body. So you showed me an episode of his show, um, with a it's episode eleven twenty four, Robert Shock. Yeah, he's an Egyptologist. That is a fantastic episode. I'm not done with it yet, but there's some really good stuff there. What do you think about the the, the that that uh, archive underneath the uh, the Sphinx? That would be really cool if there was a bunch of paper records, that or clay or anything that could have survived. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Um. Did you hear the part where they were talking about um, like solar flares that were causing uh, like torus shaped auroras, which kind of explains why you see these certain shapes and cave paintings all over the world? No, I didn't. I don't remember hearing that part. Maybe I skipped through that because I was um, I was kind of scrubbing through it a little bit because like the parts when like. I'm more usually more interested in hearing what the guest has to say than what Joe says. And sometimes when Joe gets really high 
he goes on these long there's several notable episodes that he just he kind of goes on like these just like five five to ten minute kind of rants about stuff and so it seemed like he was kind of getting into one of those and then i just went ahead and skipped it ahead two minutes because that's what i do with the downcast so maybe i missed part of that yeah i was looking at some of the images that's part of the reason why i noticed it is they bring stuff up on the screen and they don't really do a good job of describing what it is that they're looking at yeah hold up one of the sites I'm drinking um, Red Bull Cola again, and I guess it makes me cough because I'm pretty sure I coughed on the last show or it made me phlegmy or something, and now I'm coughing again. Could it be the cinnamon or the uh, one of the natural flavors in it? The diarrhea inducing taurine. Taurine, yeah. Taurine doesn't make me like when Actually, I, drink I don't think there's any drinks, taurine in here. When I drink energy drinks, I don't. Uh, I don't get diarrhea. It's always solid. It just comes out like missiles. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Caffeine's a stimulant. Anything that is a stimulant stim- also stimulates your bowel, I think, which is the largest uh, muscle in your body, is your intestine. So everything... You know, like, if you have a lot of caffeine, you know, you get jittery. Same with for me with nicotine. If I, like, I, if I have a cigarette or something... I get like jittery after because it's like it's just like your your nerves are like on it's not something you're used to really and so when you drink caffeine lot large amounts of it it's kind of that way for your bowels <laughs> so you, you shit like a goose <laughs> oh yeah they talked about the Carrington event that's what I was getting at Robert shock on JRE 1124 talked about the massive solar flare that would have caused this crazy uh, Taurus like uh, basically like ball lightning or the possible uh, intense lightning that would have come down on earth like globally like rain um, that there was a similar event or potentially similar event in 1859 called the Carrington event where there was a relatively minor solar flare that blew up all of the telephone lines, all of the uh, telegraph lines, and just incinerated the substations. And I think the power systems too. Just everything fucking ignited. And I didn't read the whole article, but I'm pretty sure it happened globally. Huh. And so, so that way you're saying is that the, um, the hieroglyphics and stuff and they're on the caves are re- uh, representations of what they would have seen in the sky during a solar flare with those constellations. He was pointing out that the, um, s- there's certain images that are depicted in a bunch of like cave paintings and stuff that rep that are similar to the shape that this, um, scientist is able to reproduce when, uh, like creating Tauruses with plasma or something. You just have to listen to the thing. I, I yeah, wish I'll... I could pull up every little segment, but I just didn't take the time to write down all the the time codes because it's like a three hour episode. It's too long. You might as well watch yeah. it. I'll have to finish it. Yeah, it's good. 
I can give you a rough time code because shit, did I close it? I fucking closed it. Well, you can I, still hear me, right? Yeah, I'm just okay. talking to myself. It's like an hour and 10 minutes, maybe, or an hour and 12 minutes. I'm at an hour and 12 minutes, but it was a little before that, so maybe it was at one hour. Somewhere in that 10 minute period. And it looks like the whole episode is, yeah, two hours and 54 minutes. Not worth my time to document all that. Yeah. So, WWDC, Apple's developer conference, was uh, a couple days ago. You thought it was disappointing? Not disappointing. It was just underwhelming. It was, like, I, I didn't have really any expectations. It was just, like, I, I felt like the iOS announcement was kind of like there wasn't i mean like they fucking spent what 10 minutes of the presentation on the stupid ass emojis and then the animated emojis that you could like use in fucking facetime chat it's like i that to me well it's sort of it's cool because it's kind of like I, I get I get how that's cool but it's it's just like that's not really a feature for me that's like that's just like something that is like just an extra you know like that's not a feature that you advertise i, I don't know I, the whole emoji thing with me it seems like they put way too much emphasis on that over their last few keynotes and it's i think it's just because tacky and stupid that is how they get 50 percent of their customers to upgrade to the new os within seven weeks which is the stat that they gave for ios 11 how pathetic is that? Uh, that's really fast. No, how pathetic is it that that's what they have to use to get people to to update? Oh, I kind of agree. People want to see the new emoji, so they put it in the new OS release so that they'll update to the new OS. The problem I have with some of the things I'm hearing about iOS 12, I have really good things to say about what I've heard, which I'll, I'll tell you why I'm pretty sure you're going to be excited in a second iOS 12 is going to have an option, an easily accessible option to disable to disable automatic updates. And I think the best thing that they could do is to force those fucking updates. Well, why would I dislike that? No, the thing that I think you will like. Well, I don't know what I said. Well, why, why, why would I dislike getting forced updates? That, I don't know if that was what you're implying. Uh, I don't know what I was saying, but... I think that that's stupid that in iOS 12, they're going to potentially make automatic updates easy to disable because um, that'll have long-term consequences. The stuff that I think will make you like this iOS 12 update, the big deal that you might have overlooked is they've integrated, they bought this uh, app called Workflow. They integrated it into the OS and now you can create automations and your own custom Siri commands. So you can tell Siri that was to cool. do a thing like activate the dildo chair, turn the lights to 10% and turn on the web broadcast. But here's the questions I have with that. I like that. That's really cool. You could do that with your how, voice. How far is the app integration with third party apps? How? Cause here's the thing with Siri. I'm it's already there I'm, today. I'm skept- I, yeah in quotations no no the with thing the with workflow Siri, app you can this is where all that technology came from the workflow app 
This is already existing technology. They've integrated it into Siri. So all the things you can do today with workflow, you can integrate into Siri now. Yeah, and it's in theory, it's cool. In execution, I don't know how great it's going to be because they haven't made any public acknowledgement of the fact that Siri has the worst fucking voice recognition out of all of the the um, the smart whatever they are the fucking AI assistants. They they it's just flat out the worst. Everyone acknowledges it. You can go on Mac rumors, even the hardcore shills on like nine to five Mac and like where they get other stories posted on there. They agree it's un, it's underwhelming. And so I'm if they haven't improved the core functionality of Siri, which is understanding what you're fucking saying to it, then how is that going to translate into working well with this? You know, I don't have problems with it. Understanding me, it transcribes everything to text. Fine. Unless it's like some weird name. Like if you're saying an app name, like Todoist, it's not going to know what that is because that's not a real word. It's the word to do. And then ist. here's an example. You got a contact in your contacts list. What if he's got a really fucking crazy name and you like yeah, uh, you train it and then and then you and then you want to say, OK, let's say it's not even that crazy of a name. Let's say it's um, like, uh, I don't know, let's throw a name out there like uh, like Jeremy. If you say that really quickly, like Jeremy, 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 it, it might sound like, you know, Jerry to Siri and then it'll say. I don't see a Jerry in your in your contacts list. And then it's like you spent the last 30 fucking seconds, you know, trying to figure out what you're trying to get Siri to figure out what the fuck you're saying. And in that span of time, you could have just done it yourself, you know, in, in a quarter of that time. And so that's where my frustrations with Siri are. It's that it's. I like that the, the integration that it has, but it's like Apple hasn't acknowledged that it it's ability to understand everything sucks and they it seems like they don't they haven't really invested anything in making it better either because they've had it for series like the two apple products that i think have kind of like rotted on the vine so to speak are itunes and siri like they're the most neglected things they're both they both should be way better than they actually are um (laughs) iTunes gets too much attention. It's got too many fucking features. No, which is they just need why it's unfathomable garbage. It, or it's becoming that. What I meant, okay. They haven't spent enough time on making iTunes a good product. Oh yeah. They just keep adding stuff to it and never fixing it just gets it's like more and more retarded. They keep adding chromosomes to it. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an increasing level of down syndrome. It's a crap it's crap bloated software and they they don't it's like they don't understand how crappy it is either. I know they're getting rid of it finally. It like works fine when you just open it. Out of the box you start using it it works fine. But then there's just like it's not why intuitive. Didn't, why didn't that work? Oh yeah, and it's really hard to use now because they moved everything into this like there's a modal selector basically where you go I'm in music mode. I'm in movie mode. I'm in. Why would you make? Eh, whatever. Why does Eddie Q have a job? That's a better question. Mm-hmm. What does he do there? He wears flip flops and he makes deals. 
Unless they're TV execs and then they don't like the flip flop thing and they tell. Oh them yeah, I forgot. Off. He's he's with Apple. He's a T Apple TV. The uh, he's iTunes and Apple TV, right? That's his I think two he just, things. Yeah, anything media. I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. Well, it's probably the Apple TV stuff or the Apple Music stuff. Why he has a job. But um, yeah, I I know they can make good shit because they make lots of good shit. But iTunes sucks and it's inexcusable. And Siri is just kind of like good in some aspects but at its core it has a lot of problems so i i don't know that's cool though but that was really the only notable thing though that i remember from the ios 12 announcement there wasn't really there's a multi the FaceTime encrypted chat. multi-party video chat which is according to them something that hasn't been done before with end-to-end encryption I liked that. That that's cool because that's going to incentivize people to have MacBooks now in uh, business environments. Because if you're doing meetings all day, that's a very seamless and easy way to connect. What did they say it was up to thirty people you can do with that? Yeah, thirty-two. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. You would need a really good internet connection for that to probably work, but um, that's that's cool because then you get rid of like go-to meeting and all that crap you don't even need that shit anymore video uh video conferencing software <clears throat> you can just do it all through your macbook well i don't know how document sharing works because the way it worked with iChat was you would have four people in a chat and you could drag and drop a movie and you can watch the fucking matrix and the one person would stream it and then you can drop a pdf or other files and they would appear and everybody can interact with it and uh they might have a presentation mode or something like that um yeah it's possible but i kind of doubt it like they already have the built-in recording functionality in ios as of i think it was 11 when they added that so if you had the ability to kind of like i don't know oh you screen record screen screen capture while you're talking over it or something and working through it Maybe. Could, I could see, it could work, yeah. I don't know. Especially on an iPad. You could put it in picture-in-picture picture mode. Yeah. Didn't they say they were going to add that to... Um, or no, not picture-in-picture, picture, but they were going to add split-screen to the 10.5-inch the models? Because that was only on the 12, right? The 12 point, uh Yeah, it's always been on the... Uh, I mean, as soon as they announced that feature... Like, that feature's been out on the I, since the iPad Air 2. The split screen? Yeah. Before the 12-inch Pro came out. I don't I don't think I've ever tried to use it on my MacBook. Or my, uh, my uh, iPad Pro, I mean. Yeah, it's there. On your iPad Pro, you can do picture-in-picture, picture, split screen, and a pop-over window. But when you're on the bigger, like, 12-inch or whatever size it is, it, uh, it basically runs two iPad mini size screens. And on the 10.5, they're slightly larger than they're smaller than an iPad mini. So they're not iPad apps anymore. They're more like large iPhone apps. So they're kind of in between. So the only way to really get a touchable, uh, dual iPad app setup is with the larger iPad, which is, Hmm. 
what I want. I, I'm thinking maybe I can get two. Get the big one on the desk, little one, or the normal size, 10.5 in the bag. I would wait for the redesign, though, because the bezels waiting. are pretty big on the, 10, the 12. And yeah, the, I kind of like that, though, because you're going to have to carry it all the time. No, I think the, the 10.5 is perfect. I like the thin bezels on the portrait side and then the wide bezels on the landscape because when you're holding it, well, when you're holding it to watch content, it's in landscape. So that's where your thumb's going to want to be on the side. But if you're, if you're got a portrait, you can kind of just put your hand behind it and cradle it with your thumb on the edge and then it's fine. And that's how I use it. Yeah. I never really understood how you could hold it without touching the screen. I know that it's supposed to like reject it. So once you put your hand on the corner there and you start swiping with your other hand, it starts to ignore your thumb. Anyway, I was hoping that they would announce something new at WWDC, like possibly Xcode for the iPad, but that may not happen, especially since well, they, they came out with that dark Swift. Mode. Yeah, they have Our, the Swift Playgrounds thing, which lets you just do some little yeah, you programming can actually, samples. Yeah, but I'm talking full, yeah, the full right. IDE, the whole developer environment. So you could actually build an iOS app on iOS, which is not possible right now. It may not be possible. I don't know. That would be a pretty constricted environment on that little 10.5 inch screen. Yeah. Even on a laptop, that'd be tough. You couldn't see very much code. Uh. Did you hear about the Supermicro server severe firmware vulnerabilities found? No, but Drop it seems like mark. every it seems like every other year there's something with Supermicro that comes out that they Yeah. I bet this is related to how Apple ditched them for when Apple started to try to make their own iCloud servers cuz they've been using AWS, Google Cloud and Azure. They tried using Supermicro servers, and they found malware in some of their firmware images. They told them about it, and they were like, best price, whatever they said. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking... God They're damn. Chinese, I think. Chinese suppliers. Or Taiwanese. I don't know, but their shit's full of malware, and they don't sign any of their code, so you can't go, oh, this is authentic or not. So... They think the same binary is still there because the file name's the same, but somebody inserted malware into that zip file. Oh yeah, and there's another possible vulnerability where there may not be malware. Well, uh, what? How should I explain this? There's this other slash dot article here. It says zip slip vulnerability affects thousands of projects. The idea is. You, if you're going to attack a, like a Linux system and you know where the SSH binary is, you compress the zip file that the Linux user will, um, they'll decompress it like in their home folder or something. And you, you set inside the zip file, a SSH binary that will expand to the path that the SSH binary should be running in for the SSH server. And when they expand the zip file, all the files that they're expecting are there in their home directory. But during the expansion, it unloaded SSH and overwrote your SSHD, hmm. inserting its own backdoor binary. 
and you'd never see it because it's not there with the other files when it extracted because people generally assume that the zip file is going to extract everything right there in front of you. But apparently you can create zip files that will blindly overwrite other parts of the file system. Huh. Which is uh, another way that the super micro servers could be owned to achieve the same effect. But I think they had bad firmware, so that's like a UEFI thing. So even if they had the best antivirus, they're still not going to detect anything on their yeah. servers. Because it's, it's there before they even boot the computer. Pretty nasty. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, what was the last vulnerability they had? I think it was the IPMI stuff that they were... That, I know IPMI is inherently in, un, insecure, but I think it was Super Microboards that they first started yeah. finding that on. Yeah, I think we talked about that last year, too. And those it's things funny. We've got, never we've got got clients. we got clients with like probably like three or four, three or four clients with Super Micro servers with IPMI. <laughs> Is it connected to the internet? Yeah, because we've had a um, we have this one client where their power keeps going out and the server doesn't come back on right, and so when we have them power it off, we the only way we can ha like really get it to come back on right is through IPMI. Yeah. Well, all I could suggest is a VPN or basically tunneling it on a separate network because all well, it the IPMI is... the IPMI controllers that we have are set up on a um, on a remote desktop management front end that may I'm not sure if it is configured to go through a VPN or not but it goes through a service so um, it's actually called RDM that's the name of the software I'm looking it up. Um, the enterprise version. There's a lot of RDMs on the internet. It's just devil. It's devolutions. That's a company. I don't know. pretty good um what else we got oh yeah um mac os dark mode finally why is that not in ios yet oh there's rumors of it just like for like the last two years there's been um like little elements and stuff that people have found embedded in code where there's like a dark version of an application that's incomplete, but somehow there's certain assets that are still there. Like why are, why is there a bunch of white uh, button icons or black button icons or basically the inverse of whatever's existing in the app? And there's always been these rumors that, oh, that's gonna, that's laying the groundwork for a future dark mode update. And the same thing's been found in iOS. So maybe it'll be Lucky number 13, I don't know. I still think it's, like, 
that should be the priority. Like they put it in T TVOS was first. I understand why they did that first because it was blinding that white background at night. Um, Mac OS, you get a lot of fan noise, by the way, on your mic. Yeah, what, nobody can hear it except for you. It's the okay, AGC well, of Mumble. Um, I try to noise gate most of it, so some of it comes through the noise gate. Yeah, I, I just iOS. It's especially on the iPad, you know, because you got the full Safari window open. You know, I know you could turn on the black mode for um, if you have it in the what's the the I forgot what they call it the feature in the upper left where you get it like just in text or like the point the broken down version that that button in the upper left. Yeah, it's like read later or something. It's not read later. It's like what it does is it it. it changes it to fit like a certain format for the iphone it so just, it's like it's yeah what, but but you can make called? that run you can make that run in dark mode so if you do it that way it works but it's just like everything else i don't know there's just like elements of ios that i feel like would be they, they showed they could do it in the fucking apple watch app that's that's got a dark mode theme so why can't they just do that across the system like the the system called the Interface reader view. The reader view, yeah. It just strips everything to like plain text. Yeah. Is it dark mode? Yeah, you can get it in uh I think I have it set up on my phone right now. Uh I'm using it on the Mac, I don't know. I'm not seeing the yeah, dark mode. If if you go into settings <clears throat> and then you go um uh Safari and then it's in there somewhere. It, it's in here somewhere. I don't remember how to get to it. I thought it was under the Safari. Or maybe it's under advanced. No. Huh, there's an experimental WebKit feature section. I didn't even see that. Um, maybe it was there. You can turn on JavaScript too. Turn off. Yeah, you can turn it on if you want. No, off. It's always on. <laughs> oh wait, why? Why does it show it? None of your sites are gonna work right if you disable JavaScript. That's weird. Look at the well. It's pointless for the show, but um, it looks like it shows it that it's turned off under the settings. Hmm. <clears throat> um, now I'm looking for it. Uh, settings. Uh, Safari. Scroll all the way down on the bottom. Advanced. And then the second thing down is JavaScript. It looks like it's turned off. Oh, yeah. Maybe that weird. I don't know, but every site you use is JavaScript, and I know my browser works perfectly fine, so I know that it's not off. Hmm. Um, TVOS, nothing really notable there. Oh, the watch stuff was cool. Yeah, walkie-talkie, that's cool. 
I like that. Because then you can get... It's kind of like... You don't even need a text now. You can just... From your watch, don't even need a text. You can just send a little fucking message over. That's it. I know you could technically do that through the messages app, but it requires like... You gotta open the messages app. Yeah, there's then more you gotta, friction. Like, record it, and then you gotta tap send on that little tiny Technically, fucking screen. Technically, you don't. Technically, if you, you can receive, tell Siri to do it. No, no. If you receive a voice message, you just raise your locked screen to your ear. You listen to it, and then when it's done, uh, you raise it again, I think, and then you it replies. So you'll hear it start recording. You speak, and when you lower it, it sends the recorded response. So you can. Since they added the voice memo or the voice uh, messaging, you've been able to do that. But there's slightly more friction there and it's not as intuitive to people because you would have to... It's tribal knowledge. Like Somebody would have to tell you that that was a feature. And we did talk about it on the show at some point, but there's still friction because if you have multiple threads going on in your different groups, it's hard to know which one you're replying to. Right. And technically, any... Any message in iMessage that you're currently looking at, if you just raise it to your ear, you start a voice memo. Or a voice response. There's a little yeah. ear cup sensor. As soon as you cover it, it starts recording. Seems like the rest of the stuff for the watch is kind of more fitness oriented. I do like that the podcast app now has full integration with the Apple Watch. That's kind of cool. That's going to make me want to use the podcast app more. The story's bigger than that. Um, that also comes with all of the APIs needed for developers to create their own audio apps on the watch now with their own volume controls. Because before, oh, that's cool. like uh, Overcast has a watch remote app, but they were, um, Marco Arment was restricted from using the volume knob, which is the little, uh, you know, the little dial thing. What do they call that thing? The little nubbin on the Apple Watch. He was restricted from using that for volume because only the Now Playing app can do that. So people would remove the Overcast app to use the Now Playing app because it had volume. Hmm. But now the device, the watch itself can play its own audio and do volume. It's a full standalone app. It's an iPod now. You know... Going through the Apple products or the the Apple uh, Watch OS five press release page, why does it seem like every single product announcement they have to like force in some fucking like gay awareness thing or like you know it, like it, yeah it has to be this shit never happened when Steve Jobs was head of the company. The AIDS thing was there with Product yeah. Red, but he didn't. But he didn't do any of this fucking virtue signaling with this gay pride stuff, with the rainbow bands and all that. Like I don't care. Like I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I don't have a problem with gay people or anything like that. Or, or being. They didn't gay. integrate just, an agenda into their uh, their products. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's just it's so blatant and in your face, and it comes off as like virtue signaling and pandering. It's like, ooh, a, a colorful band, a rainbow band. I'm going to buy that to show my my pride. Like, it's just mar it's marketing, but it's also kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of cringy. Yeah. And Tim Cook is the biggest virtue signaling douchebag. I, 
he's not that big in terms of virtue signaling. I think most of the, uh, uh, like the Facebook goons, probably the employees are more than anybody. Steve yeah, but, Cook doesn't speak that often. Yeah, but out of all the people that are the faces of huge companies, whether it's Google or, you know, Sergey, whatever his name is, uh, and then, you know, Facebook with Mark Zuckerberg and then the, that faggot that runs Twitter, uh, what's his name? The guy with the shark eyes? That, Jack, yeah, Jack Dorsey. Yeah, the, the guy soulless like eyes. A fucking, like a low-profile low child predator or something. <laughs> um he looks like a guy that's guilty. Have you ever seen his interviews? Uh, I'm looking for the video. He, or the he looks like a guy that has sold his soul to something. He's got like um, a beard now. He goatee. Yeah, because he looks less awkward. But he, um, well, yeah. But anyway, all those guys—they're not like going to like universities and doing speeches there about gender equality and fucking h1b visas and immigrants and fucking gay equality like that that tim cook it seems like every other mac rumors every other week on mac rumors he's at some university something completely unrelated to yeah, apple they do that like once completely or unrelated like what is this guy what has this guy done that gives him a platform to do that all he's done is ridden the coattails of steve jobs and taken his what he built up and just kind of like overseen it while everybody else is making this great shit and he's just kind of sitting there taking credit for it like what has tim cook done for uh, he's he's good at marketing i guess but he's not he's not a visionary so why is he doing speeches what what, what gives him a plat like why is he why is he uh, an authority on those issues it's the same to me him doing that is like the same level of these douchebags at the oscars and and the uh, emmys and all that stuff they go up on stage and then they fucking give their two or three minutes of whatever they want to you know they believe you know like they're not that important like they haven't it's like yeah if if he you know despite all the things that they say about um and like i know bill gates is a fucking eugenics guy but even he is not going up there and talking about all the shit that he that you know all of his agenda all the time you know he's just more candid about it so i can somewhat respect that like if despite even if you have completely different views than, than i do if you're candid about it like i respect that but if you're going up on stage and talking about this shit all the time like like tim cook does it's just it gets annoying and it's off-putting and it's like you only hear about it because of mac rumors I'm pretty sure Bill Gates does a bunch of speech, speaking engagements. It's like him sitting in a sofa with his hands together and his legs crossed. And he's just like... Talking about Bill Gates? Yeah. He's, and rock, he's just, rocking, he, rocking himself. He's just rocking. slowly... He's just kind of slowly talking like he's like... Uh, it's more of a discussion. It's not him preaching. You know what I mean? Like, that. that's the thing that... I don't know. I'm that, pretty sure I can find some clips of Bill Gates... Preaching. I don't know. Bill Gates is not probably a great example, but I was just trying to think of some other like tech figurehead that, you know, has a lot of power and a lot of influence. Um, I'm not seeing the shark guys anymore with Jack Dorsey. I think all those images have been removed from the, the internet. They're he just gone. looks, he looks like a guy that has like something 
like he 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 looks like, he looks like he's in, he looks like he's incomplete like he, like part of his soul's gone i know i see those people all the time they walk down the street near my work and they hang out in fucking alleyways yeah you sent me a picture of a guy uh taking a dump in front of your window standing up against the glass slider and it was runny and it went all Fantastic. over the fucking wall wow Stab Anna. Yeah, I want to get out of that. I presented that to my boss, and he sent it to the building. They're not going to do shit. They don't care. They barely manage that place. Cops don't care either, because they know it's a problem. What do you expect them to do? They, they, the thing with the, I know this is kind of like inside baseball for if anyone's listening, but like the thing with the riverbed, when they closed that down near Anaheim Stadium, that did nothing to make the situation better because all they did is they took those people and they just dumped them off in the surrounding cities. Yeah. So what are they going to do now? They're just going to spread out. Yeah. They're just going to spread out. Well, it's, it's a big homeless problem is huge, a big problem in California. They got to spread out to spread the plague. Gotta yeah, get some of that, uh, I have to like think about grabbing door handles everywhere I go now and like washing my hands like I'm fucking Howard Hughes in uh, that movie. <laughs> but he's like, did you ever see that future. movie? Yeah, that movie is a really fucking good movie. But like, he was he was batshit crazy. Like with his, he was like uh, a germaphobe. He's like sitting there and he's like he's scrubbing the soap the soap so hard in his hands that he's like his fingernails are cutting into his skin. And he's bleeding. Here we go. Howard. Alright. That's a good spot to end right there. The way of the future. Bringyourwallet.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions. Bringyourwallet.com slash donate to share the show and support the show. It's actually um, because of the whole iMessage in the cloud thing, which actually we didn't discuss. We should talk about that next time. Maybe we'll get more info. Uh, but I don't, really I don't really trust it. So there's a, a whole, in the slash contact section of the site, there's a whole um, instructional thing of how to use Threema and join the chat. So... Check it out. See you next week. Sayonara.